breaking news that we have here. Because right before we actually recorded this show, we got a bombshell. And it took me a minute to process everything that was going on before I got on the air. But once it clicked, oh my gosh, it is what it is. Let's move on. So the Titans part ways with GM John Robinson. Now, is this firing justified? Now, the reason why the question is worded like that, because, you know, this guy has won a lot of games. Okay, this guy had put together and assembled, uh, assembled a team that's capable of competing week to week, right? He actually just got a contract extension in February. Now, Zach, to answer this question, I'm actually surprisingly going to say yeah. And I know a lot of people are surprised because of, you know, the team he's put together. He never had a losing season, I believe, since he um, got the job for the team. But I put apples and apples together. I should get apples, not oranges. You know, I think when you combine the timeline of this firing, and literally this firing is a week after the Eagles beat them and A.J. Brown slice and dice them, I could put two, two together and I should get four. You know what I'm saying? I think the reason why he's fired has to do solely with the A.J. Brown trade. I literally, I, I, I cannot. He just got extended in February. They just played the Eagles, and you fire him a couple days after that when A.J. Brown torched you? And I'm not supposed to think that has nothing to do with the firing? Of course it does. It has a lot to do with it because you lost a talented player. You allowed a talented player to leave the team because you want to be cheap. You undervalued A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown might be a top 10 wide receiver in this league. He is having a monster year. And the Eagles was like, it's Christmas. I just got a number one wide receiver on my team, and I'm chasing for a championship. And if you're the Titans, you should not be losing any ammunition. You're trying to keep pace with Kansas City. You have no talent. I mean, you, you have some talent, but you lost explosiveness. And I get that you want to be physical. That's the makeup of your team, ground and pound with Derrick Henry. But you lost an explosive physical specimen in A.J. Brown. When everybody was trying to assemble teams to compete for a championship, you let him walk. And I can't look at these timelines of events and say that has no correlation to the A.J. Brown trade because of his resume and what he has accomplished since he took the team. So I'm going to leave it at that. Let me ask you, though, like everything you said was true, but was trading A.J. Brown really like is that alone just a reason to fire a GM when you're in first place with the few? It's like left? losing real quickly. It's like losing a star, for example. Right. You losing a star, letting a star walk. Right. We, we have to realize I know it's a wide receiver and most people think that wide receivers are replaceable. Right. And, you know, quarterbacks are a different situation. But like I said before, in one of my takes, the wide receiver position has proved to be more valuable than it ever was in the NFL because guys are paying money to bring in guys to help the quarterback's development, right? You saw Ryan Tannehill in the playoff game that he had throwing three interceptions, right? And how he looked, you need to supply him with as much weaponry as possible. One of the main, one of the main dishes for this team and why they were really, really good was not only Derrick Henry, was the fact that they can run this play action and have every down and wide receiver in A.J. Brown who caught everything in the slot, down the field, you know, contested catches. You can have good coverage on him. He's still going to catch it. They let that star walk. That's a reason to get fired. Yeah, so obviously, yes, this A.J. Brown trade 
it has a lot to do, I think, with uh, John Robinson getting fired. And the timing is just crazy. I know Brown torched the Titans last week, had a, a big-time revenge game, and the Titans have now lost two games in a row. So it hasn't been great over in Tennessee right now. Also, if you look at John Robinson's last few drafts, it hasn't really been good. In 2020, they draft Isaiah Wilson in the first round, offensive lineman from Georgia. He is out of the league now. One of the probably the worst first round pick in that draft. He just didn't care about football. A low character guy. That 2020 draft, it was terrible. You look at the following year. They draft Caleb Fairley, a corner from Virginia Tech in the first round. That draft pick is looking terrible. That's not looking good. But the Titans have won a lot of games in the last few years. And especially now, like if they were to fire him at the end of the season after another heartbreaking playoff loss, it would have been a little weird, but I think people would have at least understood it. I think what makes this so interesting is that no one expected it to happen right now. You never see a team just fire their GM with a month or two left in the season, especially when they're in first place about to go on hopefully in their case, a big long playoff run. And I think while the AJ Brown trade has something to do with it, I think there's a little more to it and I'll explain. It has been very clear Mike Vrabel has made it known that he did not want to trade AJ Brown he wanted to pay him he understood how valuable how big of a piece he was to the Tennessee Titans and when it comes to Mike Vrabel like the Titans have had this great year when everyone expected it to be a rebuilding year he's really established himself as one of the best elite coaches in the league and when you're working with the GM that just traded away your top wide receiver I understand how there could be a little bit of friction there. I also think it's not a coincidence that we are not too long off of Ohio State, a.k.a. the place Mike Vrabel got his start in the coaching industry. He first got into the NFL uh, as a defensive uh, on the defensive staff of the Titan of the Texans and then go gets hired by Tennessee. But he, he got his start in coaching with the Ohio State Buckeyes, who a few weeks ago lost the biggest game of their season to Michigan for the second game in a row. That's never a game Ohio State fans want to lose. And there were plenty of Buckeye fans, even though they made the college football playoff, that want Ryan Day out of there. And the Buckeyes, they have a lot of money. So what I think happened was Ohio State, they made it known, they let it be known to Mike Vrabel, like, man, we want you as our next head coach, and we'll give you whatever amount of money it takes to get it done. And Mike Vrabel had that information, and he went over to the Titans owner and said, you know what, If you, I want to take full control of this team. The Houston Texans gave Bill O'Brien full control of, the, of their team when he did not do as much, uh, nearly as much as Mike Vrabel has done as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. And I know at this point in the season, it's a little bit of like ruffling these feathers and just taking, like putting together a completely new regime right before uh, the playoffs are about to start. It's a risky move. But if it means keeping Mike Vrabel as your head coach, I don't know if I could blame the Titans because, A, he wanted A.J. Brown. He made it uh, very known, very clear. John Robinson decided to trade him. And when you have two big alphas that are in power, a lot of the times you're going to have to choose between one of them. So I think Mike Vrabel, he might have had a little bit of a leverage saying, you know what, I could just go to Ohio State. They might want me as their next football coach. And I don't, and that's where the AJ Brown and the, uh, the him torching them last week. I think that's where it comes into play. Mike Vrabel probably walked into John Robinson's office on Monday, fuming. How could you trade this guy? He just burned us and literally just beat us right then and there. And I think that might have been the last straw. There's always could be some friction behind the scenes we don't know about. And I just think there's more to this story. Like there is just no reason the Titans owner just woke up this morning and said, "John Robinson, like you're out of here." There has to be more to it, and I think that could be what happened. 
I mean, there could be a power dynamic involved. I mean, <clears throat> who says no to power when the opportunity presents itself? Nobody will say no to power when the opportunity presents itself. So very well, it could be Mike Vrabel saying, listen, I want to have more power, you know, with the team. Basically, be the GM as well. And, you know, I'm not really a fan from the track record of situations that were similar. I'm not really a fan of having my coach make those type of GM decision makings while coaching the team. It just never worked out for many coaches. Bill O'Brien obviously was a name you brought up. That was the biggest one. When he traded D-Hop, that was the first move he made, which is similar to what they did over here trading A.J. Brown. Okay, so, you know, that's an interesting dynamic right there. So maybe it is a power struggle. I don't know. But I do believe the timeline of events and where it happened, I think is more so predicated with the A.J. Brown. And I think maybe the power dynamic has something to do with it. I'm pretty sure if the opportunity presents itself for Mike Vrabel to have GM say, he's not going to say no to that because, like I said, who says no to power, he'll probably take that role and let's see how he fits in that role. Because, like I said, the track record, you know, has shown me that that's a hard thing to juggle. But Mike Vrabel, he's a great coach. Like I said before last week, um, I believe he's probably might be a top, not might be, he is a top five coach in the league. He has proven that having his team ready and, and, and winning on a consistent basis. But I think it, it boils down to his trade. And um, also, it's funny because you added Julio to A.J. Brown. So at that time, when you made that move for Julio, you was like, A.J. Brown is good, but we want to go all in because that's not enough. So you added Julio. So you had two explosive. I know Julio Jones had his injuries, but prior to the move, you made that move for a reason. You thought you needed as much weaponry as possible to win a championship, and you lost not only Julio, you let him walk, which is not a bad move. You let him walk, but you let A.J. Brown walk. So it kind of contradicts what you did the last um, couple seasons. I, I believe it was last season or the year before. It contradicts that. And now you have this cheap mindset, and Traylon Burks, is, I'm a fan of him. I think he's going to be a really good player in the National Football League. He's actually been playing well, but for a team that's trying to win today, it was a bad move. Yeah, and that's a good point you brought up with the Julio trade because they gave up draft picks for him. You know, they gave up a second and a fourth round pick, and that might be the reason why they were so desperate to trade A.J. Brown and, and get some of those draft picks back. But I think what's interesting is when you look at the Titans and the rest of their season, right? Like, the after they traded A.J. Brown, the expectation was not for the Titans to go out and have another season of winning games. You know, their best win is over Washington, which is interesting. Like, but at the end of the day, like they're sitting at first place in the weak AFC South and they're more than likely going to have a home playoff game. And I'm just curious to see like where this goes from here, because I don't think anyone expected waking up this morning for this move to happen. And uh, they've lost, they, um, you know, they lost uh, that game to the Bengals. And with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, you're, um, it's interesting because I still believe like he cost them that playoff game against the Bengals last year. And I think the only person that might have a little bit more PTSD than I do with that game is John Robinson, because I think last year was the Titans year. They had everything right in front of them. The number one seed in the AFC home field for the playoffs. They had the bye week. They had a clear mismatch against the Bengals where their quarterback sack or their defense sacks Joe Burrow eight times. And they lose that game because their quarterback couldn't get it done. John Robinson also paid Ryan Tannehill a lot of money. Next year, Ryan Tannehill is going to be one of the 10 highest cap hits 
in the NFL. And I wonder if the Titans, they look at this team they have right now, they look at their window and say, you know, we won a little bit more than expected this year, but we're not good enough to go all in because we don't have A.J. Brown. Like, I'm very curious to see how this season ends with the Titans. And it's crazy because the last time we did a show together, uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, you know, we asked who is the best best team in the AFC right now. And both you and Zay were very quick to answer the Tennessee Titans. And since then, they've lost to the Bengals. They get blown out by the Eagles on Sunday. Where do the Titans go from here? I mean, right now, that team is the Bengals for me. And I think one, two, and three is right up there. And one, two, and three for me is the Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills. And they're right there as a conglomerate. I think the Titans are probably that fourth and fifth team. But even though they are, because of the division they play in, right, which we can't underestimate, part of the reason why they're still successful this year, despite losing A.J. Brown, is because they play in one of the worst divisions in football. The Jaguars are not ready for prime time yet. The Texans are the worst team in football. The Colts has been a disaster with Matt Ryan, and they made bad investments they sell, right? All the years they invested for quarterbacks. That's why they are still having a, a, a good season from a record standpoint. But right now, over the cups of the last couple of weeks, we can look at this Tennessee team and say, Tennessee is not the 10 I see. They look like a clear five. They don't look like a 10, but they're still going to win a division and have a home playoff game. But from the eye test perspective, they don't look like a 10. They look like a five.